Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 18 degrees in Edmonton, minus 16 degrees in Calgary, minus 22 degrees in Saskatoon, and 6 degrees in Toronto. Thanks, Evie. So what you're saying is stay away from Saskatoon. Uh, just, just avoid it. Head east. Head east, <laughs> apparently. Good morning, everybody. Cold gonna be a cold week. Yeah. Don't leave the house. Don't leave the house. <laughs> That's just another great reason to uh take your real estate investing business seriously, to become self employed, to be a full time real estate investor, so you don't have to leave the house. Good morning, everyone. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning at Mon uh, uh, at six a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Take take three four days off, and suddenly I don't know my own script anymore. <laughs> We're broadcasting live Monday through Friday, six a.m. Mountain Time on, on the, the Podbean Pod app. app. Yep, you betcha. <laughs> and uh, you can come join the live show if you if you if you dig. And uh, you can see all these lovely investors here that we got on the show. There's a, there's a chat box uh, on the app. So when you when you tune into the live show on that Podbean app, um, there's a chat box. You can see all the investors that are here. There's a call-in button. You can call in and say hi. You can ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free, and we'll answer them. It's free coaching every morning. Um, if you're new to real estate investing, if you've been around real estate investing for a while, and you need questions answered, and you don't want to pay for a big $20,000 coaching program, it's here. There's a free resource for you. So take full advantage of it. Um, we have a new listener, and I, I can't remember his first name. Any any new listeners today <laughs> on the show? Can we come call himself up? <laughs> I just, I can't remember his first name, and I'm, I'm trying to pull it up now, and now I'm just, this is embarrassing. The show's bad <laughs> enough as it is already. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, hang on. Oh, wait, wait. And I'm going to butcher his name anyways. Uh, Sean Rashur. Chan Rashur. Okay. Okay, I definitely butchered it. <laughs> anyways. Um, Would that be Mr. C? Mr. C, that's who it is. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> um, he is listening all the way from India. Oh. So he reached out. He's he's going to be moving to Canada here in the next little while. Wow. He reached out and he was um he's like I'm moving to Canada, moving to Regina, and I. Ooh, did you hear about the temperature? Yeah, <laughs> he's he's suddenly not moving there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Toronto is sounding a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> he's moving to uh, Canada in a few months and uh, really wants to get into real estate investing. So he's getting the ball rolling ahead of time. It's amazing. Um, and he's learning about uh creative strategies and real estate investing. So anyways, yeah, we were chatting it up and uh, he was really bummed. He showed up to the show yesterday um, <laughs> on the holiday Monday and he's like, where's the show? I'm like, well, there's family day in Canada. Uh, well, a in lot of provinces. provinces in yeah. A lot of provinces, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, welcome to the show, uh, the live show, and as well, uh, welcome to everybody else. Who else we got joining us today? Okay, well, I was the fourth person in the room, so I can only assume that Eric, Eric beat me. Eric beat you, yep. <laughs> uh, Listina. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Listina. Don. Good morning, Elray and Don. Uh, JD, good morning. JD's here? Yeah. Good for JD. Good morning, Denis. Good morning. Good morning to Philip. Good morning, Tyson and Ken and Francis. Francis says, good white morning from Calgary. I'm snowed in. Car wouldn't get out of the garage. Yeah, apparently Calgary's got a lot of snow. Um, Sorry, Mr. Bossman. Yeah. Later, later on, Nat said so much snow. Really? So, yeah, I'm curious. Like, how much snow did you guys get? It's wild. Good morning, Justin and Jagger. Good morning, Justin. It's his third day coming to the show. Nice. That's awesome. Almost, we can almost call it a new routine. And uh, Mr. C says, "Call me Chandra." Uh, because I clearly butchered his name. <laughs> Chandra, or is it Chandra or Chandra? Ch- Chandra. I'm going to say Chandra. I'm going to say, God dang it. I, 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 You're going to have to send me a voice note <laughs> on how to pronounce your name. <laughs> is it sh, like S-H, or is it a hard C-H? Ch. I think it's Ch. Okay. Good morning, Romeo and Laurie. Good morning to Nat and Kyle. And Nathan, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Patrick and Cody. Got a good bunch today. Yeah, good morning, Josh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, Lots. And there, and I'm, it's taken a while to scroll because everybody's like already chatting. In oh, really? Yeah. Good morning, Sean and Paul. Uh, hard ch. Hard ch. Hard oh. ch. <laughs> so I wasn't that far off. Yeah. Awesome. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, great, great Happy to see Tuesday. you guys. Happy um, Tuesday. Sorry we took a day off. Um, in all honesty, it's Gabby that likes to take days off the holidays off. I like to, I, I don't like stopping the show. I don't like stopping the train, but, but I guess it is, it is, it was nice. It was nice. You slept yeah. until nine yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it like, like a good sleeping until nine. I had a sleepover in the living room with Everly and one of her friends. You're on an air so mattress, I was on a, yeah. a single air mattress and, um, it was freezing, and I was cold all night and the dogs were like all over the bed. And so it was a bad sleep to begin with. And then everybody woke up at what, like six, seven? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And they <laughs> put like a movie on. And so like everybody was in the living room watching a movie, giggling, talking. And I was just like in and out of sleep until nine. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I slept until nine, but okay, did I really? <laughs> Should have got up for the podcast. Nah, it still felt good regardless. And I had a very productive day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, we got lots of questions uh, from, uh, banked from last week. Perfect. <clears throat> if you guys got any questions, make sure to get them in. Now, considering we got banked up questions, I'm probably going to try and get to those first. But I try and bunch um, relative uh, questions together. Anything that's... Um, so that way we can make yeah, an episode it. out of it. Yeah, keep the topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if we're talking about anything and uh, and you have any additional questions, you want to turn it into a full show, feel free to, you know, ask your questions in the chat. And it's not a problem. We'll answer those for you. Um, and then tomorrow we've got a uh, special guest. We've got Randall Weiss from DCI Properties coming on. Nice. 
and uh, we're planning on talking about Southwest Ontario. Um, what are the prices at in various cities? What are the rents? Um, so we can get a good idea of what's going on with the market there. And if we've got time, maybe, maybe not, we might talk about, uh, have a discussion about student rentals, which are very popular in the, in that area right now. Um, I think Southwest Ontario is, is adapting, uh, with all the changes that have happened in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. So, um, short to midterm rentals have been very popular in that area. Seeing a lot of content about that going out right now. <clears throat> so if we got time for that, then we will. If not, we'll catch it on the next one, next time he's around. Perfect. So make sure to tune in tomorrow on Wednesday for that show. Um, we got some other really cool upcoming events coming up I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, so March 4th in Calgary, we've got our REI Masters networking event. Um, we got Sherwin from Calvert coming. Uh, he's an underwriter with Calvert Mortgage. And we've also got Keaton um, Kirkwood, investor-focused mortgage broker coming as well. Um, we're going to be talking about financing your real estate deals. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss that one in Calgary. And then the following week in Edmonton, March 11th, same topic, financing your real estate deals. Uh, Keaton Kirkwood's going to be doing a presentation at that event. Um, so if you want to register for those two events, go to Eventbrite. Um, if you can't find the link for Eventbrite, Eventbrite, look up REI Masters. It's pretty simple. But if you can't find it, uh, go to our REI Masters Facebook page. And uh, they're pinned. All the upcoming events are pinned to the top of the page. Now, but I wanted to um, share some new news that that we've confirmed now. New news. Okay. New news. Does that sound funny? A little bit. <clears throat> Breaking news? I don't know. <laughs> so in Edmonton, uh, we've changed up the venue uh, to accommodate more people. We're, like we've already pretty much almost sold out the last venue already that we were using before. Yeah. Um, so if you guys want tickets, make sure you guys for either of these events, make sure you register now. Don't wait because they fill up really fast and everyone's like, Oh, can I get a ticket? And I can't get you a ticket because it's just packed. Um, in Edmonton, Barry McGuire is bringing back tales from the trenches. Ooh. So Barry's going to be coming out every month for our monthly events. And he's going to be sharing tales from the desk of expert veteran real estate lawyer um, from the trenches. So um, stories that so tales from the trenches um, Barry's been doing for she's almost 10 years, I think, uh, or started 10 years ago, um, used to do it at the rain events. Uh, he had a podcast called Tales from the Trenches, which was like one of my first favorite podcasts back when there wasn't any podcasts out. That was where I got my like original content from. Mm -hmm. um, used to download all the episodes on a thumb drive and listen to them on my uh, in my work vehicle on my laptop. Um, really, really cool, amazing stories that like things things you. Like if you're thinking of like, oh man, like what's the worst thing or craziest thing you've ever heard? That's Tales from the Trenches. Like Barry's got some really cool stories. So Barry's going to be bringing that back for our monthly event in Edmonton. And as well, Calvin Hexter is going to be joining us, um, expert realtor in Edmonton. He's going to be giving an Edmonton market update. So we've got some really cool stuff going on in Edmonton uh, coming up on March 11th. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that. And then lastly, one more really cool upcoming. So this is, this. I love doing this. 
I, I've been I've been planning out the whole year and all the different events that we're having. And you finally so, get to talk about them. And now I finally get to talk about them. This is so exciting because I, I wanted this year to be just next level. I want to start having better guests. I want to start having cooler events. And I want to start holding them more often. And um, so April 15th, two months from now, we're actually we're going to be doing the Edmonton Fix and Flip bus tour again. So. Back by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> Last year, that thing sold out in a couple of days. Um, it was and so much fun. That was it was like one of my favorite things that we did last year, and we unfortunately just like couldn't fit another one in before the year ended. And I'm I'm really excited. For We're this. doing two this year. So April fifteenth, REA Masters Edmonton Fix and Flip Bus Tour. Um, talk about selling out quickly. I I just put it on like the internet yesterday. And didn't announce it. And Did didn't you? really. I, I put a post out, okay. and like, we've almost got one bus filled already. So, wow. if you guys want to get in on that, I know it's two months away. Get your tickets now, <laughs> because it's gonna fill up. That we can't do more than two buses. So we've already ordered the second bus. That one's gonna fill up probably within the next couple of days. So head to Eventbrite to register for that. Yeah, and it's kid friendly. That like it was so much fun yesterday. Uh, yesterday last, last year, year with all the kids um they loved sitting in the back of the bus and um you know hitting all those bumps and stuff it was a it was a really good time mm -hmm. and um yeah we're providing lunch so halfway through we'll be having some lunch and yeah it's it's gonna be a great time yeah and then we're gonna do the after party um the, so the drop off is gonna be in edmonton south common um near the cineplex uh movie theater in the rec room um, I don't know about your kids, but my kid freaking loves the rec room. This yeah. little arcade there. It's like a really cool arcade that's got like a uh, like a bar restaurant as well. So adults can have beer and drinks and stuff and the kids can play at the arcade. It's, uh, it's a really cool spot. So we're going to have the after party networking thing there. Um, again, you know, it's great for networking. You know, you and three other investors want to play Mario Kart and and that's how you want to connect or for the kids. So it's going to be a really great day. We're looking forward to it. Um, that's April 15th. Go ahead and register for that as well. Awesome. Philip wants to know if the bus tour is going to be just Cody's properties. <laughs> we strongly could be strongly considered it. It would have been a lot easier. Uh, no, we've actually got um, about, I can't announce it yet. Um, a variety of things. A variety. To see. We're going to have we're going to have a new infill property. We're going to have a fix and flip. We're going to have a burr property. Um, not all of them are confirmed yet because we're still two months away. So for like yeah. fix and flips, if, if let me put it this way. For anyone who has a fix and flip right now that I went and approached, their fix and flip is going to be done by the time April 15th comes around. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard. Like we're, we also need to wait another month to see who picks up another property. So we have a few new ones. So um tbd tbd but we do have an infill property uh confirmed we have a fix and flip property confirmed we have a burr property confirmed and then the other one's tbd is that good enough for cool, you? cool. it's gonna be a lot Exciting of fun times yeah and the kids freaking love it yeah um yeah um anything in the comments so far um do, 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 do. Uh, Ken says, Exci exciting time this morning. I finished a money generating training call last night and posted that I did. 
This morning, a money lender reached out to me to see if we can collaborate. Congrats. Oh, wait. So social media works? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Ken. Awesome. Uh, what else we got going on here? Um... Sorry, reading through these. Lots of random comments. Cody saying, "I'll keep find, I'll keep working on finding new properties uh, for the tour." <laughs> yeah. Ken says you can stop by my vacant lot lots if you want. Oh, ticket sold. <laughs> oh, someone just bought a uh, a Buster ticket. Yeah. Uh, should we have a quick word from our sponsor? <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, sure thing. And then we'll get into, well, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to talk about today. Um, Ken was asking about virtual assistants. Um, Paul was asking about uh, foreclosures. Uh, um, and a few other questions that we already answered. Um, okay, well, we'll, I'll figure that out. And, you know, if you guys got any questions about foreclosures or virtual assistants, just post them in the comments down below and we'll, we'll try and make a show out of it. Sound good? Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer. And we are back. Uh, so Ken's question was Wayne and Gabby, do you use a virtual assistant for anything? Um, we used to uh, for our rental business and for other businesses. Um, now, just because we don't anymore, or we, we do sometimes, it really just depends on what we're working on, what kind of campaign we're working on, and whether we've whether we need one at that particular time. Um, I can say that for our businesses, we don't really need it because we're organized. We got some really good systems. Mm -hmm. um, now, when we're building new businesses, sometimes we we need to hire out, just because when you're building new, it's it's it can be a little overwhelming, and you're focusing on growth a lot, but at the same time, you're also trying to bring in new leads. So uh, it really depends. But uh, I guess I'm more curious about you know why you're asking. Um, cause I can just say yes or no, currently no. Yeah. I mean, like they can definitely be great to just, it depends what you're in need of help for. Yeah. Um, lots of people use them. 
And um, I guess, yeah, it just, it depends on your business, where you're at, what you need help with, uh, whether or not a virtual assistant would make sense, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, versus an employee or versus just putting a better system in place. Like there's uh, lots of considerations when you're thinking about that, but uh, they're definitely abundant. And, um, you know, there's, you can get like really, really super cheap ones. You can get like literally um, local virtual assistants that are going to cost you quite a bit more, but um, they'll be, you know, like they'll have better like expertise in your area. Um, You can get like real estate focused ones. You can get just like random ones to do random tasks. Like it's, there's the options are abundant. So um, really focusing in on what it is that you need help with and the best route to take. But um, yeah, it's kind of a really cool thing that's come into play over the last, I don't know, several years. And uh, yeah, it could be a really cool tool to use. Um, I, I was asking, Ken, just because uh, it's a very common question that kind of comes up with like newer investors. They're like, oh, like I was tr- I was thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, assistant to, to do like cold calling for like, you know, my leads and stuff like that and off market stuff. And, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole deal finding thing I think is a lot easier than what most people think. I think they think it's going to be complicated and they're going to have to, you know, hire this whole team to do cold calls and, and go through, you know, off market leads and that kind of stuff. Unless you're, unless you're building like a large scale, uh, wholesaling business, just, just ask your realtor to find you a deal or uh, find a wholesaler and get them to find you a deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like finding deals is not difficult. Um, everything else in real estate investing, I don't really think you need a virtual assistant. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to use them for? Like our other businesses we do, like, you know, dealing with like general, general inquiries and uh, um, customer support, that kind of thing. Like sometimes you need someone to be able to answer an email quickly. Um, they can have a script. Um, sometimes you need people to put together graphics and promo material and marketing and stuff like that. That's great for virtual assistants, but for real estate investing, like, what are you going to use them for? You know what I mean? Like, there's not that much. You find a deal. As long as you got a good power team, you find, you know, your, your team's going to find you a deal. You're going to get all your financing and documents in order. You have to do that. You close on the property, you find a tenant, you manage the tenant. That's it. You know what I mean? Fix and flips. You Your team finds you a deal. You get the deal. You give the scope of work to your contractor. You oversee it. The project gets done. You hand it to your realtor. You sell it. You know? Yeah. Rent own, now, rent owns a little bit business, uh, different. You might need a virtual assistant for a rent own business. <clears throat> because you're going to have a lot of general, general, I can't say it today, general inquiries about, um, you know, hey, how does your program work? Hey, can I get on a call with you really quickly? And you can explain this whole rent-to-own thing, right? But if you had a, a virtual assistant or someone that could be able to answer those questions for you through email, you know, that would be pretty handy. Um, so perhaps, you know, that might work. Or or maybe, you know, your, rent, your virtual assistant is the one that's uh, reposting your ads on Kijiji or, you know, different various sites. Yeah. So um, Ken says, uh, on the growth side, I'm looking for marketing and booking help with um, his odor control business. His what? His odor. So he Ken's been working on uh, getting machine, like kind of like ozone. Um, 
machines. Oh, okay. Like odor control, but oh, on a larger scale. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, he's got something going on. He's been talking about it for a while. So um, he's probably looking to put some systems in place to help with that. Yeah. I, like for marketing and stuff like and that. And like booking. Bookings and stuff for that. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so the thing also is that like... Um, I find that it's so much easier to start a business these days because there's so many programs and apps and tools at your disposal. So like if it were me and like, I get that, that some people still want like the personal touch and be able to like, you know, reach out to somebody and that sort of thing. But like I would get a booking program, like yeah, just something where somebody, because like, I know for me when I'm looking into a business, um, I will almost always, if I, if I don't have a, a, like a go-to business and I'm searching for somebody new to use, I will almost always use the person who has online booking available so that I don't need to call. I don't need to email. I can just literally go onto their website or their whatever, um, their Instagram or their Facebook and hit book now and pick my day and, and book it without ever having to talk to somebody. So for me, if I was, if I was creating a business, I would make sure that I had an online booking system where somebody can just literally go in and book it. It blocks off that time. It sends it to the calendar. It puts it in the system. It takes all their information. It generates their emails. It does everything, mm -hmm. right? So that would be the route that I would go instead of needing somebody to handle bookings for me is I would just get a skookum booking system. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne hates when I use the word skookum. I don't know what he has against it. <laughs> no one says skookum. I do. <laughs> I say dope. <laughs> They're not the same thing. They have I'm very pretty different sure meanings. dope and skookum are the exact same thing. No, skookum is like strong and like I thought it was like, like cool, like beefy and like no, it's like oh, a robust. Robust. Yeah, why can't you say robust? Skookum. I think it's because everybody thinks that you're like on some ski hill. What? <laughs> Let's hit that totally skookum no. trail. <laughs> It's probably because I because I always had to drive through Skookumchuck. That uh, so in BC there's a place called Skookumchuck. Let's get back on topic. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what I did while you were doing all that? I googled Skookum. No, <laughs> online booking programs, and it's like ten best booking apps, ten top ten reservation systems, top ten appointment scheduling tools, the twelve best appointment booking and scheduling apps, online appointment booking system. There's there's so much to choose from. I think just spending 15, 20 minutes just going through all these and then, you know, hop over to YouTube and search each of these and type in whatever square up tutorial and watch a 10 minute video, like narrow it down to three to five and then go watch their tutorial videos on YouTube and pick one and then break it down to cost and voila, you know, now you might need someone to help you build that website or, or set everything up and stuff, but you know, if you can free up the time, just free up eight hours to figure it out yourself. And then it's much easier to hire someone to to manage it if you understand it. If you hire it out and you don't understand how it works, what happens like if you need to, you know, pick up, the, you know, yeah. pick it up. You know yeah. what I mean? I think if you spend, I think if anyone spends eight hours, they could figure it out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Within half an hour, you're going to be able to choose one. And seven and a half hours, you're going to be an absolute master at that particular app or system that's getting it set up. And then from there, I mean, 
I almost feel like you can just hire someone to kind of oversee it. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, I guess at that point, maybe you can hire a virtual assistant, but I mean, you gotta, we, we literally have a building systems workshop this weekend and we're just finalizing everything. And this is what we're going through right now is about figuring out how to build systems for various different parts of your, you know, real estate investing business, but also it applies to business in general. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? trying to build out systems to make sure that things are easier, that it's less work for you and it's easier for your client to transact. Yeah. Right. We're literally doing a workshop on this this Saturday. And I think what you need to figure out is like, what, what do you, what do you need? You know what I mean? Well, I need, obviously I need people to hire us for our services. Well, how many people are going to be working for you? You know what I mean? So if you build this, this, this new booking system, like how is, and let's say 10 appointments come in for this week. How is your employee going to be notified of this? Right? So, so someone needs to be booking your employee because you're not going to have your employee working through this system and just hoping that a, a booking comes through online. All your marketing's working. Lead comes in. They book online. And then your employee is notified and you're just sitting back collecting checks and just hoping that everything is being done. And that your guy's showing up, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like there's, there's a bit of a gap there that someone does need to notify your employee. And maybe that's you for the, for the time being, maybe you're the one that sees the the booking come through and then you, you call and, and figure out how, you know, you book your, your employee to go out and do these cleanings. If it's you, if you're the one doing uh, the service, then I don't think you need anyone in between and booking comes in. You, it automatically gets added to your your personal Google calendar or whichever or your whatever kind of calendar you're using on your phone and you go and you do it. Very simple. But I think if you've got employees, you're going to probably have to hire someone. Now, can you rely on a virtual assistant to, you know what I mean? Like someone who's, who's mm-hmm. overseas to make sure that they let your employee know? I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable with that. But it seems like there's a few gaps in here. But I think if you had an online booking program, it's going to solve a lot of your problems. Um, Marketing is a tough one. I'm kind of on the side of, you know, if you're looking to build a reputable business, I'm on the side of like hire a professional, at least to get you started and get you, you know, a proper marketing campaign together. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's virtual assistants who have, you know, experience in different types of things. So it's not to say that you couldn't find somebody qualified, but it's one of those things that um, I personally would want to find a qualified person to put a proper campaign together who really knows what they're doing, how to how to start the campaign, how to generate the leads, how to, you know, capture everything that needs to be captured um, and really put something solid together. Um Unless you're just like super small scaling, trying to put some like Kijiji ads together. If like that's the kind of marketing that you're looking for, then sure, go for it with a VA. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for more, then I would say hire a local professional who knows um, who knows your area and where people are looking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I try to build your systems first and then figure out can I do all this by myself? Should I hire? And then, then if you can't, then for the things that you cannot do yourself, then you need to make the decision. Do I hire an employee as a salaried employee or do I hire a virtual assistant? 
and you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of cost and um, reliability. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, the super cheap, you know, four hour work week type of virtual assistants, English is not normally their first language. And that's that's a bit of a barrier, right? And that's a bit of that's why it's a little bit cheaper. And that's why if you want to find someone local, they're going to charge minimum 25 bucks an hour. Whereas, you know, you're paying peanuts for someone who's who's not local, right? Um, unless it's like basic tasks of like, hey, you know. Input this data into a spreadsheet for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's very, very simple and they don't need to interact with anyone. I think interactions probably yeah. – um, one of the things that's that's most complicated is if they're going to be interacting with people on the phone or through emails and it doesn't come through um, the, you know, the, the English isn't coming, the grammar isn't coming through properly and then it looks unprofessional, right? Yeah. Someone's not going to know that it was, it's someone's second language. They're just going to think that, you know, your grammar is very improper and they're not, you know, they didn't use the right punctuation and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they use an exclamation mark and it sounds like they're yelling at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, Mr. C, uh, Ch- Chandra, said uh, Calendly can do the job for easy scheduling. You can connect it with Stripe or your calendar. You may loop your employees as well with it. Yeah, that's that's what we're using for a few of our businesses is Calendly. It's pretty simple. Um, and you can literally, like he said, you can loop it with your employees as well. So like you can have your employees schedule in their, like their calendar, you can link it to their calendar and their available hours and the person can book directly with your employee. Again, it's like, there's a real, you want to make sure that everything is pairing up nicely and that your employee is actually getting it and they're actually showing up. Right. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I would say to start with the end in mind for sure though. Like if it's, if, if, Kind of like I said before with the marketing, like if it's just like a small thing and you want to get, you know, like it's just a small side hustle and you want to get, you know, a few bookings a week and that sort of thing, then I think apps like Calendly are great. But if you're looking to go big, I would look into what kind of professional booking systems are available. Start with the end in mind and put the systems in place. You don't want to be trying to switch from like a Calendly system for now to something else, you know, in a year. It's better to get the systems in place that are going to be able to um, facilitate the type of business that you're looking to run. You know who has good booking programs? Massage therapists and physiotherapists. Yeah. I I feel like the, um, the health industry, the health and beauty industry in general has really good booking systems. Yeah. Like if I want to go book like a manicure, they have like, they all have online booking sites that are awesome. And I'm just like, what, like what, but they're all like mind and body is like the app that they use or like, you know, that sort Uh, of thing. Like, (laughs) yeah. So just go on their website and just scroll down to the bottom and see what operating system they're using. Or what booking system that we're using? Mind yeah. and body. <laughs> well, and that I is one of them. Like I, I can book to... a yoga class through Mind and Body. I can book a like it's all, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to like to to book whatever service Ken's working on, and then like it's gonna be through some website called like New You Guru or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, I mean. Again, it's it's we answered his question. Yeah. No, the answer is no. We're, we're not currently. Oh, right. Um, no, but we really, don't use a VA. 
<laughs> but again, if you build really good systems that you can manage on your own, um, you don't really need it, right? Yeah. And it, it depends on how busy you are and like what you want to spend your time working on as well, right? And knowing your strengths and weaknesses. We don't we don't book a whole lot of services though. That's yeah. the I think that's why we're why we have time right now. But like when I'm say when like when we had our rent to own business like on like our website was on. I mean, f- holy crap! It's just like in, like constantly people emailing yeah. asking questions, and so like all day every day, all day every day. It's the same questions over and over. So if you got a VA being able to answer those general questions, the general Q and A. That that worked. That's why we needed it. But, um, and then as well, like booking calls with me, like if I like going through my like I was on the phone all the time because even with the general like Q and A mm-hmm. after that, people still like, hey, can I get on the phone? Can I get on the phone? And then like you have a phone number on your website, but like you don't want them calling you during the day, so you know go straight to voicemail. Then they can book through the you know the 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 calendar you know, the booking system to book a 30 minute call. You know what I mean? Like that, like you need a virtual system for that because not only am I getting on the phone, I also have all this other stuff like booking my time and stuff like that. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. Again, if you had a business like a rent to own business, that makes sense, right? Because when someone's interested in your product and they want answers, you get on the goddamn phone right away or at the very least you book a slot, right? You don't make them wait two or three days to get an answer. Yeah, Otherwise, they're they, on to the next. Or they just say, eh, it's not worth it. Yeah. They change their mind, right? So if that's if they, if that's something that you need, then I think a virtual assistant would be good. Otherwise, I think you can manage it. Um the next question. Uh let me just read this here real fast. Um Francis is sick, so Apparently, her fingers are no the no the, the cold. It's cold in Calgary. Oh, I thought she said <laughs> she has a cold, and she's got like that. Her fingers are shaking, so she can't type properly. Um, I'm just trying to um, decipher what she's actually typing here. Um, I I know what she said. <clears throat> How okay. do you mitig- mitig- <clears throat> Sorry. How do you mitigate ribbit ribbit? <laughs> How do you mitigate the risk in putting in an unconditional offer for your, for a foreclosure? Seller is the court of Queen's Bench, King's. King's Bench. So it has to be unconditional. Do you go in with an inspector for the showing? So yeah. how do you yeah. Um so that's kind of a that's a, a little bit of a loaded answer to just to say yes though because most inspectors actually won't offer that type of service where they'll just do a walkthrough. And be like, oh yeah, that looks good. No, this looks book, good. This doesn't look good. Well, you I can know, book but a second viewing. So it's unconditional. An though. unconditional offer doesn't mean that it's you can't get an inspection. It just means that you can't put an offer in with conditions. Yes. But that doesn't mean that you you can't book a viewing to go see a property. You view it and you're like, okay, I want to put an offer on this, but I can't put a conditional offer. So you book a second viewing, and in the second viewing, you bring your home inspector. Yeah, for oh, like before you actually put the yeah, offer. Yeah, before in. you put the offer. Yeah. yeah, but the only thing is that for an inspector to do a proper inspection, it takes a few hours. Yeah, you can let the 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 seller's realtor, the bank's realtor, know that hey, I'm bringing my inspector through. And it's it's 
they want an unconditional offer because they don't want you coming in saying like, hey, you know, we don't like the fact that there's a plate missing on that electrical outlet. And, you know, there's there's clearly some puddles in the basement that there, there must be a problem. They don't give a shit. It's as is. So they're saying, don't give us any conditional offers thinking that, you know what I mean? Like it's an up. unconditional yeah. offer. It's as is. We don't know. And we're, we're basically saying that we don't know what's going on in the property. You take it as is, right? Yeah. So you can totally get your inspection done to at the very least do your diligence. Sorry for correcting you, but, but. Yeah. On. But I think that like, okay, so yeah, I guess what I was getting at there is that, you know, in order to bring an inspector through, it needs to like, you're hiring them for a full inspection, which is a few hours. So that yeah. would need to be arranged. Um, and what I was trying to say that I think will be helpful for, for people to know if I can kind of go back to mm -hmm. that is that inspectors are not going to go do it. Like in most cases, I mean, if you're buddy, buddy with somebody, they might do a walkthrough and be like, ah, oh, yeah, this is complete. This is place needs to be torn down or this, whatever, like mm -hmm. they'll give you some general information. But for the most part, an inspector isn't going to do like a quick walkthrough with you and be like, ah, oh, yeah, attic looks, you know, looks, looks fine up here. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, I don't see won't. any water damage. Like, yeah, yeah. I think this is good. You should put your offer in. They're not going to do that. They're insured to, you know, do the whole reporting system and to do everything. And, the, and they're like, they have insurance for that. If you come back and say, you gave me this report that says everything was good, but this thing's going on. They have insurance covering them to be like, shit, I made a mistake. Right. And and now like if there's, you know, a lawsuit or like whatever, they they're like bound by whatever their regulations and all that kind of stuff. Apparently it's pretty common that people go back to yeah. home inspectors. I've heard I've heard of many situations over the years of of people having to to go back on the inspection. And um and yeah, even like say there was some sort of plumbing issue that they missed that was on the report that said it was good. Now they need to pay for the plum for the plumber to come out and fix it because right. that was their mistake, right? right? So it's those types of things. So nobody's going to come and do a walkthrough and give you a thumbs up, yeah. right? So if if that was the idea that you had in your mind, that's not going to happen. But like Wayne said, if you just tell them, I'm coming in, I'm Right. I want to, I want to give you an offer, but I need a second viewing to just walk, do, you know, come through with an inspector or whatever. Um, give me the time slot and I'll give you an unconditional offer at the end of it. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's what I wanted to say. Um, I say if you're not capable, if that's, if you can't get an inspector in and you're not capable of walking through a property on your own, and being able to do your own inspection and feeling confident about it, then I'd say stay away from foreclosures. Yeah. At, at the very least until you are comfortable with it. Um, I think the question was, I think she had said, how do you mitigate your risk? Yeah. Experience. Right. Um, if, if you're noticing that the only real deals are, are the ones that are bank owned foreclosures and everybody's scooping them up and you're missing out on opportunities, ask yourself, how do I become the type of person that is able to do that? Ask yourself, what do I need to do in order to get those types of deals and then do it, right? And that that's all you can do, right? Some people are more experienced with it. And therefore, they are able to recognize opportunities and are able to pull the trigger because their risk mitigation is themselves, their ability to to recognize things that other people can't. 
right? My my edge that I have is the fact that I can walk through a property and know what to look for and you can't. And therefore, I get deals. Well, how do you get to my level? That's the question you should be asking because it's you that mitigates the risk. There's not really anything else that you can do because you have to write an unconditional offer. Uh, one thing also that just comes to mind that um, is a really good thing to do, I think for all deals, I think that you should always do this, um, but it will definitely help mitigate risk as well, is to knock on the neighbor's doors. While you're there for the viewing, go knock on a few doors on either side and across the street and just say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this property. Um, as you know, it's, you know, uh, in foreclosure and I don't, I'm not able to, you know, get proper inspection and stuff. Do you know, like, has there been any floods, fires? Have you seen any like mm -hmm. major like foundation trucks out front? Like what, what's the deal with this property? Who, you know, who is living here? Like what kind of situation am I, am I dealing with? Neighbors love to talk, especially yeah. when like a house goes up for foreclosure, like there's gossip, there's, there's stories, gossip, there's, yeah. you know, stuff to tell, um, you know, and they might be able to also say like, oh, yeah, like actually they just had the uh, roof redone just a few years ago. And I know that they were working on this and that like, so you might be able to just get some extra information that you might not have been able to see, you know, the, the snows on the roof. So you wouldn't have been able to know how old the roof is the, you know, like that kind of stuff. And um, it's you can get some really good information. And then like, if it's a condominium, you might be able to get the condo docs or to have a really good conversation with somebody about the state of the condo, you might hit somebody who's on the board. That's like, oh my God, this is like, fantastically maintained. And like, they do this and that and our condo fees have stayed low because of this and yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're getting this replaced next year. This was redone two years ago, that sort of yeah. thing. So a couple doors knocked on can get you tons of information to Absolutely. mitigate your risks yeah and uh cody made a good point here that and he said like it really depends on what you're doing with the property as well you know are you keeping it as a rent like are you renovating it and keeping it as a rental property are you flipping it um you know not every foreclosure is like an absolute just tear down or like a complete gut some of them just need to be cleaned and some yeah. of them like th there's nothing wrong with them at all yeah right but someone just hit hard times and couldn't keep up on the payments doesn't mean they didn't take care of their place. There's there's brand new properties that go into foreclosure and yeah. that's you know what I mean? And just people think that there's they're tainted. There's something wrong with it. There must be something wrong with it. No, yeah. some people just fall behind on the payments. Francis says it's in perfect shape. Just cleaning required. Oh, yeah. So depending on the year, it's going to like if first things first, if you can, you just need to know if it's not like cosmetic stuff like electrical and 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 paint and and flooring and that kind of stuff if it's not cosmetic then you just need to know about the big ticket items which are attic like just make sure that it's well insulated and that everything looks good underneath there there's no there's no leaking you can look at the roof and be able to tell if shingles are curling or not whether the shingles are in good shape um if it's a finished or unfinished basement, it's going to determine whether you can see the foundation to see whether there's any issues. But you can also look for like water staining, right, in the basement, that kind of thing, to, to give you an indication that there's some water coming in. Every foundation is cracked, just heads up, whether it's new properties or old properties. All foundations are cracked. Just how bad are they cracked is the question. So if you can see the foundation, just, you know, have a, a, a concrete uh, expert or foundation expert come with you. Pay them for their time to come in and walk through the property with you. 
or just do some Google searching and and get familiar with it to know what to look for. Um, the other big ticket items would be like furnace and hot water tank, right? Yep. So if you're able to look for those things on your own, right? You, if you know what good grading looks like outside, right? Then then you're good. You're you're like you. That's that's covering most of your risk is is understanding what to look for. And if you do see some questionable items, then it might be good to have a home inspector come in for a second look, mm-hmm. right? But again, like if you, if for anyone that's listening that is new to real estate investing or does not have experience with those types of things, do not write an unconditional offer. Mm-hmm. Please, please don't do it. It's not worth it. The risk of what, like, of of getting a bad deal and finding out that it's going to cost you a lot of money, um, is not worth the opportunity of getting a good deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, just ask yourself, like, what do I need to, to, what, who do I need to become, and what do I need to know in order to be the type of person that can get these types of deals? Wayne, what was the workshop that we did where uh, Matt did uh, like inspection, like pitfalls to look out for? The uh, fix and flip workshop. Okay, because um, Francis is part of the mentorship program, and there that might go. be a good thing to look back on. Oh, is yeah. to pull up that workshop and like he talks about like. Uh, uh, different like electrical types of wires to look plumbing, out for, different everything. plumbing lines he to look really out for. He went really in depth in that workshop. Different like floor tiles that would definitely have asbestos in them, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Francis, head into the, the master's vault and um, look up the, the fix and flip workshop and all your information for that is going to be in there. Plus, I mean, just reach out to Matt. <laughs> Matt will probably help you. Cody's got lots of Cody's in the comments here. He's got lots of experience with uh, writing unconditional offers. I mean, again, Cody's just got experience, right? Yeah. And uh, once you know what to look for, once you've walked through a few properties, uh, um, please don't take this the wrong way, Matt. Um, Once you walk through a few properties with a home inspector, you kind of see what it is they're looking for. And then, and then it comes down to your risk tolerance because there is always going to be risk. There's going to be things that you're not going to understand. There's things that you can't see until you get started. Yeah. And, you know, there you have to understand your risk tolerance and, and the reward, whether it's worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've had several oopsies and unconditional offers yeah. um, that have come up. But we had enough padding in there. Yeah. That the reward was worth it. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, okay. Um, Cody says, what about financing? Uh, can you write an unconditional offer when you're using a bank to finance the deal? Uh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. As long as you feel confident that you have financing. If you write an unconditional offer, you are obligated to buy that property. Yeah. And if you don't have a pre quote unquote pre approval or something like that. Yeah. Unconditional isn't just for no, con like, uh, no inspection it also means that you're gonna buy it so you better have a backup plan whether that be cash or if you feel confident enough that you have a private lender that will lend to you yeah i guess what cody's asking is um and we haven't used traditional financing in so long is are they are they now starting to look at those types of things like if it's unconditional do they feel less like are they less likely to a lend lender? because it hasn't been inspected and you no. don't know what you're walking into? No. No? No. I, no. Not at all. Okay. 
Um, there was another question from last week that was similar to this. Um, how long do you typically see banks hold on to foreclosures that they have clearly priced out of the market despite the realtor's advice? So how long do you typically see foreclosures on the market? Um, okay, I'm going to reread that question. How long do you typically see banks hold on to foreclosures that they have clearly priced out of the market despite the realtor's advice? Okay. So it's priced too high. You're wondering, will they ever drop it? Are they going to realize that they're out to lunch? Hmm. Foreclosures is a process um, and pricing it is a process that yep. they have to go through with the courts um, to make sure that it's priced right. They can't just fire sale it. No, they can't, can't just get rid of it. And there needs to be like um, an, uh, an appraisal, like an analysis done on it. What is fair market value for it? All those types of things. Um, there isn't really any opportunities for like Canada isn't like the States when it comes to foreclosures. Because there's a law, and I can't remember what the law is called, or, or that prevents lenders or debtors from just selling the property for what to get their money out of it. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's say the property is worth three hundred thousand dollars, and the the debt on the property, the mortgage on that property that is that is in default is two hundred thousand dollars. They can't just sell the property for two hundred thousand dollars just to move it quickly to get their money back and just to be done with it because there's a hundred thousand dollars worth of equity there that is actually owed to the, the owner, the borrower. Mm -hmm. And there's laws that protect the borrower and protect their equity. So yeah, if they have fallen behind on their payments and for some reason, rather than selling it, they just went into default and they left their equity there. There are laws that, that protect the the borrower and their equity. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, you're not going to see amazing like pennies on the dollar deals like there is in the states because there's no laws protecting them in Canada that they, they have to do appraisals and they, they have to have fair market value. Now, if it's been sitting on the market for a while and it's not moving and it's like an as is and it's you know it needs a lot of work then you have a little bit of leverage there and you can write an offer and then eventually you know it, it may be accepted we've got some good deals on foreclosures on bank owned foreclosures i i find bank owned foreclosures are easier than court ordered foreclosures um but yeah if if it's if it's priced too high it, it's a lot of times the reason why it's priced that way is because of the debt that's involved in the property, mm -hmm. right? Because the lender the is trying to get the money that is owed back, Yeah. right? If, if the property is worth $300,000 and the debt on the property is $295,000, then yeah, they're going to want to get their full two ninety five. They're not going to list it for two seventy five and then, you know, lose their money. So they're going to price it, you know, to make sure that they get all their money and not just the money that is still left owing, the mortgage that's in default, but also the legal fees, the cleaning fees, the realtor fees, all the other fees associated with the foreclosure, especially legal. There's a lot of costs involved with that. So they want to get that money back too. They're trying to, 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 to get as much of the money back as possible. Yeah. 
Philip says, how do you find out if it's court ordered for foreclosure or bank foreclosure? Uh, it'll it'll say um, who the seller is um, on the listing. And if it's court ordered foreclosure, um, you have to submit your offer. And then they have like a date in the future, so let's say a month from now, where they're going to present all of the offers to the court and they choose the highest one. So there's no negotiating when it's when it's going to the court because you put your best offer in and if it gets accepted it gets accepted. If like if 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 Liam comes in after you and writes one that's slightly higher, then Liam's going to win, right? Um now with a bank owned one, that's a little bit different. Uh I if I recall I, I I don't understand enough for me to say, but um, with a bank on one, you can negotiate. Yep. So they send it off to the, the representative, whether it be the lawyer or the representative for the bank, and uh, they will go back and forth with you. And you'll be able to negotiate with a bank on one. But you'll be able to see the who the lawyer, or sorry, who the seller is. Um, you can uh, just, I'm not the one who ever looks for and buys our properties. So I'm legitimately asking you this mm-hmm. uh, out of curiosity. Um it says that on the listing or your realtor needs your realtor. to reach out and find out your realtor. Okay. Cause it'll say who the, who the, the realtor is on it, but it doesn't say um, like the list ordered the, foreclosure. What the heck is it called? The, like the, on the back end, they can see yeah. who the seller is. Yeah. Okay. Like the listing sheet or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Garrett just bought a bank owned one and they negotiated. Who was the bank? Just like curious. what bank you yeah. want to know? Um, RBC. RBC. Yeah. Literally every foreclosure we bought has been RBC as well. Yeah, that's true. I guess they're loosey goosey with their mortgages. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. LRA confirms that uh, that realtors can see it on Paragon. Who yeah. the uh, Cody says we had the higher offer and still didn't get the property. They went with the first offer submitted. Interesting. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, Garrett says they're not uh, not loosey goosey anymore. Probably for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that about wraps up our show for today. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder, guys, to don't wait uh, for the upcoming events in Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, make sure you go register for those two uh, networking events. Um, three. Three. The Edmonton and Calgary networking events and then also the Fix and Flip Bus Tour in Edmonton on April 15th. Get on that second bus before it's gone. Get on that second bus before it's gone. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited for it. Okay, guys. Um, hope you guys have an awesome day. Take some action today, okay? Yeah. Happy okay. Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay say it okay i'm gonna take action today i'm gonna do something that i wasn't gonna do i'm gonna make myself uncomfortable Mm, fun repeat after me (laughs) and then tomorrow i want you to tell me what happens when you took action it's crazy what happens when you take action Mm -hmm. stuff happens when you try trying go post something on social media oh see what happens or just make a make the call yeah anyways hope you guys have an awesome day bye-bye 
Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.